This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Minutia Man is up next, but first, take a listen to this other fine OPI show. On this week's Free Kicks with Adam and Rick, we talk about one of the greatest soccer players of all time, Diego Maradona. Yeah, rest in peace, Diego. But we'll talk about his influence on the game and how he would compare to probably three of the greatest American sporting heroes. Listen to Free Kicks on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts, just search for Radio Misfits. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Yes, it's it's true. We are still managing to do shows, although you know there are technical issues uh, that happen, um, and you know sometimes those are internet related. Sometimes those are uh, operator related. Rick related. <laughs> Rick related. Sure. <laughs> you know. It's not always Rick's fault. Sometimes it is. Sometimes I, it isn't. I'm listening to podcast. I'm listening to podcasts from like really well known podcasts, and they all have, uh-huh. they all having screw ups. You know, you're constantly hearing. I mean, you look on CNN. There's always some kid running in the background or something. Right. That's true. So what? That's true. Hey, let's hey, let me. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do something and you guess the noise, okay? We'll do a little like radio, okay. a little like a little radio bit here. All right, I'm okay. gonna do I'm gonna do something and you tell me. Okay, what, all right. So we should explain. You're not here at my right. house. Uh, the way we uh, used to do the show, you are now at home at your own house. Right. And I'm in my house, and so. So, I cannot see what you're doing. Exactly. Oh, good. Good setting that up. I didn't. That's your radio. <laughs> that's you. your radio career in there, right? All right. All right. So I'm going to do something. You tell me what this is. All right. Can you hear that? Something else here. I'll Please do, tell I'll me it's not more. masturbating. I'll do that again. All right. Did you hear that? Yeah. I have no idea what that is. Yeah. That's fucking packing tape. And you know why it's fucking packing tape? Because everybody's ordering your fucking every cub ever for Christmas. Ooh, look at my cub fan. Got to get this for Uncle Jack in Nevada or whatever the fuck. And then. God, uh, it sucks being you. Yeah. And I'm just like, I, I've, I've got boxes all over the place here. And, and Michelle loves it, too, by the way. All, does she? Yeah. All the, How many times has she said, you know, why doesn't Rick do the uh, um, do the shipping? Uh, she said it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> to be uh-huh. honest, she said it. Uh-huh. Yeah, how long have you been doing this? I don't know, seven, nine years, something like that. Don't you think it's time Rick does it? Yeah, that's that's the end of the company right there, honey. Yeah, uh, it is. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> because that was that was one of the ground rules before we even started this company. I said, you sure we can do it, but I'm not doing the shipping. Yeah, right. And I, like, how, didn't I say that? <laughs> how bad could it be? I mean, I I've got these little strips. You know how you get. The, well, you don't know because you don't fucking do any of the backing, but these pa- these envelopes have those strips that you pull off, you know, the self-adhesive sure. strips. I've got them all over the place here, too. Uh, and she, she just That's loves a bummer. it. And the, oh, yeah. And the dog gets into it and he's constantly eating plastic and shit. So uh, so thank you for that. Uh well, you know, if it makes you feel any better, I have to handle all the audio stuff that we do and I get blamed for it all the time. Yeah. This uh, way, you know. You get something that you get blamed for, too, because in the eyes of our network, oh, Dave is perfect. Dave never makes a mistake. Oh, Dave is the just we love Dave. But Rick is an idiot. Rick screws up everything. 
all right. Well, well, do you know the audio that I just showed you, that sound effects? Uh, yeah. That was actual packing tape. Why don't you create the jingles like I just did and, and create all the audio from scratch doing it live, and then we wouldn't have any trouble with you just pressing a button. Get like an orchestra and uh, I don't know, a drum or whatever for all the jingles and just do it. It's not a bad idea. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah, whatever. Well, let's hurry up here because we got uh, we got a big show and I got boxes and boxes of crap that I got to ship out. All right. All right. Here goes. You're listening to Minutia Men, featuring the wacky exploits of your good pals Rick and Dave. Give them 22 minutes and they'll give you absolutely nothing of value. All right, prove you know, them right. You know, Rick, uh, <laughs> I, I, that's a bar that I can easily uh, get over. <laughs> you know, Rick, I'm not a cynic, right? And I usually, no, and I, I usually, do. no, and I usually, Mr. Happy, <laughs> I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. You know, um, I don't like to rush to judgment, and I, you know, I've always been the guy who says, "Now hold on." Let's hear both sides of the story, right? Mr. Even-handed, I think, was what we right. always call you. And, and I especially give that um, that sensibility to politicians the benefit of the doubt because they are never hypocrites whatsoever, right? right. You know? Absolutely. Uh, this story comes out of Hungary. Can you flop out your Hungarian accent? Uh, I want to drink your blood. Uh is, Trans- is Transylvania in Hungary? I, I guess it could no, be. No, it's, it's in Romania, but, you know, Bela Lugosi played a Transylvanian, and that's my Bela Lugosi, so, you know, and he's Hungarian. Okay. So, touche. On so many layers, <laughs> I just nailed a perfect Hungarian <laughs> touche. accent. Touche. You're the Nadia Komenich of, <laughs> of Hungarian accents. Anti- I'd like to hear a better one. I don't think you'll hear a better one on any podcast in America. Uh, anti-gay Hungarian politician Zsuzsev Szajer resigned. Stage name. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. His real name is Cam Fong. Uh, <laughs> Chin Ho. Uh, anti-gay. Anti- now stop it. All right. I was just about to say anti-Gagarian. Right. It's anti-gay Hungarian politician Zsuzsev okay. Szajer resigns after being caught attending. 25 man sex gathering in breach of COVID 19 rules. In America, all our governors do is just go out to restaurants, right? But in Hungary, they're 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 breaching the rules by having sex sex gatherings. Hey, if you're gonna break the rules, break the rules. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh Zaza, uh again, he's an MEP. Uh, which for our wow. stupid American listeners, that means member of the European Parliament. Uh, mm-hmm. and, he, and he's from Hungary's ruling Fidesz party. He quit on Sunday after he was caught breaching Belgium's strict lockdown rules to attend <laughs> a large gay gathering. Uh, <laughs> so, so so the problem is the, the he's being hypocritical, hypocritical that he's attending any party at all. Right, 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 right. The, right. the, the, yes. the fact that he's an anti-gay <laughs> legislator who was the uh, proponent of this amendment that kept, you know, gays from out of public life. That's fine. It's the covid thing that they're worried about. Uh, on Saturday, police found 25 naked men at the gathering. Uh, 25. Where did, where did these men come from? I was just here all by myself and right, right, and you know, socially distancing, and all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah, knock on the door, and 24 other guys came out. 
the lo- <laughs> the local media described the gathering as a super orgy. All right. Um, the, and like like we're talking about, the number in attendance breached the country's COVID nineteen restrictions, which banned gatherings of more than four people. Now, to be honest with you, if I had sex with and I'm saying heterosexual sex with three other people and it was four, that would still be a super orgy to me. You know what I mean? So I, I don't really know where the 25 is coming on for right. that. Four is, frankly, beyond my means. <laughs> yeah. Well, and who'd want to, right? I mean, You know, uh, when I was working on the Landecker book, um, he, 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 there's a, st- a story in there about having a threesome. Yeah. And and he said he just didn't know what to do. He's like, I've only got one dick. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> right. right. Uh, take a number, sweetie. It's like a del- it's like one of those those now serving deli things that they had right up there. Hey, what are you gonna have twenty five? I mean, what do you do with twenty five? Uh, well, here's the problem that I have with this. And and again, we okay. are. I I I hate hypocrites. Right. I just don't yeah. like. I don't like the mainstream media's cavalier attitude and proclaiming this as a super orgy, right? <laughs> I, you know, right. So, you know, what are the requirements for a sex gathering to be called a super orgy rather than eh, a good enough orgy or a, eh, it's a fine orgy, right? What makes it <laughs> a super orgy? Is it the amount of people? Is it the buffet that they have? I mean, I don't know, Uh-oh. right? That's kind of gross, yeah, huh? So, <laughs> so I looked up orgy etiquette online, honey. It was, oh. yeah, it was on. It's for the podcast, honey. <laughs> uh, you were on Pornhub for six hours, apparently. <laughs> Show prep, sweetie. Uh, so, so first yeah. of all, I saw nothing that ever even mentioned the term super orgy. So I'm thinking again, this is just a partisan fake news. Yeah, it's fake news. Exactly. They're just okay. Fake let's call news. it a super orgy, right? But I did uh-huh. but I did find a sort of Miss Manners etiquette guide for plain old regular orgies. Do you want to hear some tips? Oh, I'd love tips? To, I'd love to hear. Okay. Um so I found out what the definition an orgy is categorized as sex between a group of four or more people. So he could have okay. so he could have been within the COVID uh guidelines and just got greedy. <laughs> he got greedy. That's exactly what happened. Uh and um uh, so, and this was an orgy is categorized as sex between a group of four or more people. These play parties are a wonderful way to spend time with friends while enjoying some sensual fun. Okay, that's how the etiquette guide starts. Okay, um, sure. As in any hosting situation, the setting must be just right in order to make your orgy guests feel comfortable in your home. At an <laughs> okay. ev- at an event of this nature, ensuring your guests are at ease is especially important, since they will not only be exchanging witty banter but also their bodily fluids. Okay. <laughs> okay. Pick one romp room. Okay, just one, Rick. You don't want them traipsing around the house, right? Pick one romp sure. room yeah. that all your guests will come together. And the cleanliness of the room must seem irrelevant, but consider, when was the last time you felt like getting down and dirty in actual dirt? And make sure that every every surface is clean and and, and, and is strong enough to support the weight of several bodies. I probably shouldn't tell you this on the air, but we're not. The next one's not going to be at your house. Okay, I'm just. Saying <laughs> yeah, right I, I'm now. fine with that. Yes, that's clear. Uh, keep plenty of condoms on hand, including flavored condoms for oral sex. Filling decorative oh. filling decorative bowls with an assortment of rubbers makes for a nice touch, Rick. <laughs> 
And and it it looks nice. Yeah. Uh, This is my favorite. After you received your invitation, return your response as soon as possible. You know what I'm envisioning? I'm envisioning like those wedding invitations where you got the little card that you check off if you want, you know, the meat or the fish. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Right. Coming or not coming. (laughs) Nice. Very well, very well done right there. Uh, And show up no later than 15 minutes after the time is dictated. You don't want to miss the foreplay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Here's a little tip from Dave. I think you should print the invitation on a nice cardstock, maybe a 67-pound vellum Bristol, maybe. (laughs) It always comes back to paper. Yeah. Always comes back to paper. A little foil embossing, maybe. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And here is the, the, the I will I will leave you to this the last one. Upon reaching the home where the orgy will take place, try letting yourself in before knocking or ringing the doorbell, because uh, you just you know you don't want to go hello gun 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 anybody there? <laughs> I brought bagels and there you know you don't want to interrupt them. So there there is some orgy oh orgy etiquette uh. for you. Well, you know, and I'm I'm still feeling sorry for that poor Hungarian politician. I mean, you got a lifetime of anti-gay cred. Yep. Attend one measly gay super spreader right. orgy. <laughs> yeah. And boom, yeah. it's all gone. Right, right, exactly. So all of a sudden, I'm the bad guy. <laughs> well, I've got some uh <laughs> This is going to be a very this going to be a filthy show, but I've got a story for you. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Uh, A small Austrian village in Upper Austria of around 100 people has been pushing for a name change for years, the German press agency reported. The small village largely escaped the notice of the wider world until the birth of the Internet, when it was frequently included on lists of the funniest or most explicit place names. The name of the town, which lies north of Salzburg, near the German border, Mm -hmm. has no meaning in German. But apparently it does in English. It's called fucking. (laughs) That's right. The town has been known as fucking for 1,000 years. Now, locals apparently have grown a little frustrated by thefts of the town signs, which you can imagine. Everybody wants a fucking sign. Uh, People photographing the sign, etc. Mayor Andrea Holzner... Uh, the fucking mayor, uh, told uh, Austrian <laughs> broadcast OE24 that the name is going to be changed. They can't take it anymore. They're changing the name to Fugging oh. on January 1st, 2021. Fugging apparently reflects better the pronunciation of the town by the locals. Now, it's unclear what will happen to the current town signs, and no news yet has emerged, and I'm not making this is not a joke, no news yet has emerged about name changes for the nearby towns of Oberfucking and Unterfucking, <laughs> which are really dumb, which I think are even better yeah, than yeah. fucking. Yeah. Oberfucking, yeah. for those of you who don't speak German, that means over. You know, <laughs> Ober is over and Unter is under. So you've got Oberfucking and Unterfucking. And so, and so Oberfucking is what the Hungarian guy was doing. <laughs> right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, you, you know how that winter fucking is what the lazy Rick and Dave did. <laughs> right. uh, well, well, you know how that town got named, didn't you? Uh, I don't. Well, it was in it was in the early forties. Uh, it wasn't a thousand years. Early forties uh-huh, when uh-huh. when somebody asked Hitler, "What do you want to do?" and he said, "Let's just invade fucking Austria," and that was the first one. <laughs> well, I you know <clears throat> I think it's a mistake to change the name. 
I, I think they they've missed the chance to <clears throat> to promote themselves for years. And I've got some slogans for them. Oh, please. For instance, they could go with "Come see beautiful fucking." <laughs> Or a thousand years of fucking. <clears throat> Go on a fucking vacation. <laughs> fucking is for lovers. The best fucking on earth. You can stay at the best fucking hotel, the best fucking restaurant. And you know how they say, uh, do you know how Germans say light beer? Uh, und, you know what they call it? Uh, und, uh, I don't know. what. No, it's called hell. Oh. Which means they could have a beer called fucking hell. Yeah, I agree with I you. I mean, I agree with you. You can't change this name. No. You can't change it. Yeah, fucking is just. Yeah, and I always yeah. had an issue with someone who wanted to say fucking and said, said you know, fu- freaking or fucking. Like, well, just say it. We know what you mean. Right. What's the difference? Right, exactly. D- don't, exactly. Yeah, Grow no. a pair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, it's time for another feature here. We call this, if I'm not mistaken, Studio Walls. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the Studio Walls. Okay, Studio Walls is a feature that we have on our our website, Eckhart's Press. If you go to Eckhart'sPress.com and you go to the blogs feature, there's two blogs. There's our regular blog, and there's On the Studio Walls, in which we... uh, dip into the Rick and Dave archives and play appropriate things based on, uh, you know, the time of year. And on this day in 2016, um, I came out with a book called uh, Fathers Knows Nothing. But don't Father knows nothing. Don't fucking buy it because I don't want to put it in a fucking envelope <laughs> to send it to fucking Austria. Well, here's the thing. I I also created a couple of videos uh, to promote the book, with, with which included like material from inside the inside the book. And one of them was the twelve teen days of Christmas, which is a little a song I wrote. This is sung by our uh, audio man Vince Argento, and it's it's short. I'm going to play it for you right now. You ready, Dave? Yes. All right. Here we go. Christmas my teen son gave to me Twelve hours of sleeping, eleven lost assignments Ten threats of violence, nine go-aways Eight all the snack food, seven words of swearing Six dirty looks, leave me alone Four slamming doors, three broken iPods Two rolling eyes and a grunt In response to my query Father Knows Nothing, available at EckhartsPress.com. Don't don't say it. Uh, (laughs) Our shipping department would be thrilled to ship that to you for your holiday present. You you know what is great about being the shipping and receiving guy? Um, So fucking Amazon has created these expectations for everybody that- I know. If you order order something, you get it the next day or even sometimes, what, the same day? Uh, yeah, we don't. Ha- that don't happen here at Eckhart's Press. Okay, <laughs> you'll get it when you get it. I'm doing the best I can. And the other thing is, we'd like to thank our president for breaking the post office. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Just so he wouldn't lose the election. You lost it anyway. Now you've broken the post office. <laughs> I know. I'm getting nonstop 
inquiries as to and, and I'm and you've seen some of these tracking numbers and the it's goes in, if you want to ship something from Chicago to let's say I don't know Quincy Illinois it goes via like Maine and then it comes <laughs> I know I know it's just insane all right so anyway uh, that is our on the studio wall segment and we'll have another one for you next week if you listen to our other show which is the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Uh, right now, if you check it out, this is what's on there. This week on Minutia Men Celebrity Interview, we talk with Shark Tank's Mark Cuban. As a dad, uh-huh. when your kids want something, do you make them give you the 90-second pitch? Oh, like- yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'll give them the, and for that reason, I'm out, too. Yeah. <laughs> Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. An Opie show only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Minutia Men on the Radio Misfits. Today on this week's Minutia Men, we're talking about Nazi stuff. Oh, and then we're talking talking about a cub because we do that. We have an interview with the guy. Or a girl. We don't even It's Mark Cuban. We're interviewing celebrities. <laughs> Ooh. It was a celebrity interview. Ooh, we- clearly we're all in a great place for this. We're just, <laughs> just we're spending like a full minute ripping on Minutiamen. The only reason we even exist, the only reason this whole goddamn network exists, I swear. The best thing this show has going for it right now is that it's on the same network as Minutiamen. <laughs> And friends. An Opai show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we're back. Do we have any more uh, minutia? Uh, yeah, I got this. Um, well, God, we're very international today. We did something in Hungary. We did something yeah, in Austria, Austria right? Um, yeah. th- this is going to be going. Uh, well, you could do a great UK accent, right? Do a Brighton accent. I don't want a Cockney accent. I want a Brighton accent. Can you do that? <clears throat> What's happening on the pitch? <laughs> okay, that, no. That was, well, that wasn't Cockney. That was, that was, uh, that was about, Ur- uh, Earl <clears throat> from, or not Earl. Uh, who's, what is Dick Van Dyke's <laughs> character in Mary Popper? Uh, not Earl. Bert. Bert. That's Bert. Bert. That's Bert. Yeah. Right. It's a jolly holiday <laughs> for Mary. <laughs> okay, that, that's pretty good. Uh, so this story comes out of Brighton, right? Uh, and okay. England has all the concerns that we have too, but COVID, they're now on, you know, right. lockdowns yep. and, you know. Oh, the, so this is from the health desk. Pardon, this is from the health desk, yeah. So, okay. but I love in, innovators and, you know, I'm a marketing professor and I and and um, I love when I see good, you know, good, good ass marketing. Uh, and I, yeah. lo- I love out of the box thinking, right? Well, there's a pub in Brighton that in order to get by their two tier or tier two restrictions on COVID, they have created a pint called substantial meal. And the reason being is you can't serve alcohol unless it's with a substantial meal (laughs) because of COVID. So they just made their beer called, or they it's, it's spelled draught, but we know it means draft, right? And it's from, it's, it's from their local brewery and it's called substantial meal. So you can Is this is it actually working? Does it work? Work as in did they get did they get through? I mean did that Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
I don't know. I, I <laughs> no idea. I'm guessing. I'm guessing no. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I, I actually saw I saw a similar story, and, and that and instead of doing it for a uh, instead of making it a meal, uh, they uh, a pub in Nottingham. Uh, changed their name to the Church of Four Hundred Rabbits. So they they decided to make, and it was a it's a tequila bar, and they decided to call it a church so ah. that they can uh, you know allow more people to attend. But it's still same same it's principle. It's still a tequila bar. Yeah, yeah, same principle. Well, but you know I love good marketing and and good for you guys. Stick it to the man. Uh, so, <laughs> well, stick. There it. was also a gym in Poland that uh, tried a similar trick uh calling itself the church of the healthy body and that also did not work <laughs> wasn't there a uh there was a bar in champagne or urbana called the library wasn't it that yeah you know yeah uh, that's, hey if that's my, pretty smart if my mom calls tell her i'm at the library <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty smart actually yeah. all right <clears throat> so that's uh that we still have time for a couple more features before we go so let's get to this one a random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where Dave used to reach his hand into the jar, pull out a name, and I had to just tell the story. Now, this we've since we're in uh, different locations, Dave uh, left the jar here, not knowing that when we said we're not going to do a show next week, it meant forever. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. So, um, so he's just picking names for me to, that he wants to hear stories of. And, and I believe was Larry King last week. Is that who it was? Yeah, Was it his birthday or something? I can't remember why I had asked. Yeah. For Larry. Yes. Larry King. All right. <clears throat> so this is my Larry King story. This goes back to the fall of 1993. And America was debating the merits of NAFTA. Remember NAFTA? Oh, sure, sure. And one of the champions of NAFTA was Al Gore, and one of the opponents was Ross Perot. And Larry King scored a the coup of having the two of them on his show to debate that issue on national television. And I scored the coup of getting Larry King to appear on our show, on the John Landecker show, the day before that. So this is a big deal. Wow. Right? How'd you Happened do that? Happened to be in Chicago. I just, well, I just, you know, I, I know people. I know what I'm doing. So when Larry arrived at the radio station that day, I got a call from the front desk of the station. And I immediately ran out to get him. And Larry saw me, handed me his coat, and said, coffee, two sugars. <laughs> Which I always thought was a little, you know, a little... Uh, condescending. A li- uh, condescending. <laughs> a little condescending. But it was still a big deal, so I still brought him into the studio. Yeah. And I took my usual place sitting next to John, and the interview was off to a good start. And then I saw through the newsroom window the face of our general manager, Harvey Perlman. Uh, uh, right? That's now, never a good I could that, that that's never, that's never good, right? Never good. And I could see in his face that he was pissed. Pissed. And he was wiggling his finger at me like, hey, come on out here. <laughs> so, you know, of course. I'm like, yeah, I'll be out there in the commercial. I'm holding up my finger. I'll be out there in the commercials. You know, I'm trying to make that uh, motion with my hand. But uh, no, because uh, just a few seconds later, he came into the studio himself, which he had never done before. All right. This was how 
bad this was. He, he came he was, into the studio. The You're on the air. We right? were on the air. Interview was happening. Larry King was being interviewed by John. Harvey looks at me and wiggles his finger at like, come out in the hallway now. <laughs> like, okay. So I went out into the hallway. Now, both Larry King and John saw this happen. Sure. Right. It was very weird. And as soon as I got out in the hallway, he's like, what the fuck are you doing? I, I'm like, what do you mean? Because uh, I really had no idea. Right. I said, well, we've got, you know, Larry King. Why is Larry King on the show? Well, I said, tomorrow night he's got, you know, Ross. I go, I don't give a fuck if he's got Jesus fucking Christ on his show tomorrow night. It's after 830 in the morning and we should be playing music right now. <laughs> Right. Well, that sucks because I do have Jesus at nine twelve, and that's gonna. He's really gonna get pissed. So I mean, it was it was bad. It was bad. And I, he's like, go in there and tell him to stop the stop the interview yeah, now. I'm yeah. Like, oh yeah, sure, okay. I went back in, and I of course did not stop the conversation, and I pretended like everything was fine. And a few moments later, we went to our first commercial break, and Harvey came charging into the studio and said again. Rick, I need to see you in the hallway. And I said to him, Harvey, have you met Larry King? Yeah, yeah. Larry's from Brooklyn, just like you. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. And the two of them started talking about what, what, what street, you know, where are you yeah. from? What's, what, they were from the same neighborhood. They knew some of the same people. And by the end of the commercial break, they're like, oh, my God, you remember back in blah, blah, blah. You know, <laughs> well, we and played they were, stick they ball. Became, remember, I played stickball with you. <laughs> it was like that. They became like pals. The commercial break was about to end. I said, you still need to talk to me. And they're always like, no, nah, nah, don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> and that is my Larry King story. So for you young broadcasters out there, uh, yeah. only have guests that <laughs> grew up in the same area as your program director. You know, it just shouldn't be that hard to do a show. No. It just shouldn't be that hard. Was it, it, I felt like, you know, my whole radio career was work going against the grain. It's like, yeah, you hire me, trust me to do my job. Yeah. But no. Was this, was this in the later innings of the Landecker show? I mean, was this no, like, it was in the it was like in the first inning. Really? Wow. And, yeah. And you stayed nine years afterwards? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. Uh, well, yeah. I, I was thinking that he was going to call you into the office because he's he he's found out that you use three pieces of the good stationery. Oh, no, that was a different general manager. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, was, that was Mike Fowler. Oh, we got stories. <laughs> we got stories. Put him in the cash go jar. You know what? We should have the Rick's program director jar. That could be another Oh, bit. yeah, no kidding. Oh, my God, I've got stories. All right, so um, we have a big uh, Minutia Men celebrity interview coming up mm. this week. Yeah, you know, it's a it's thematically appropriate, wouldn't you say? Yeah, uh, Paul Michael Glazer. You know who Paul Michael Glazer is, right? I of mean, course. Starsky. Starsky. And we, uh, when was this, a year ago or so? I don't even, when was the, yeah. when, when, a year, year and a half ago, we talked to Paul Michael Glazer and... Uh, me and Paul Michael Glazer, uh, we started talking about Fiddler on the Roof, and uh, Hanukkah is coming up in, what, six days or something? I don't know, whatever it is. Uh, that yeah. so, so we figured that, hey, we're going we're gonna to play a little, uh, little bit of the Paul Michael Glazer interview. 
Okay, sounds a little bit like this. Time now for the Celebrity Minutia Minute. Hey, you got a minute? Celebrity Minutia Minute with Rick and Dave. 2004, Starsky and Hutch is made into a movie starring Ben Stiller and Luke Wilson. You were in that movie. You know that scene that we had the cameo where uh, we're, uh, we're, we're delivering the car to, uh, to Ben because he's destroyed his car right and so we we show up there and um, there was a moment where you know the police radio went off and ben went to answer it and i said to the director i said gee you know what would be fun to do would be we both run to the car he runs <laughs> to the driver's side i run to the passenger side we both reach in we both grab the receiver and there's a moment between us where we're wrestling with it and we look at each other and then I let it go. <laughs> and he looked at me totally serious and said, I don't know, you wouldn't do that. Oh, oh my come God. on. <laughs> come on. So Ben saw the expression on my face and he pulled the director aside and had a chat with him. And the director harumphed and said, okay, well, let's try it and see. <laughs> yeah. If you'd like to hear the entire Paul Michael Glazer interview, and and who doesn't want to hear that? You can go to Minutia Men Celebrity Interview can and you, find it there. Can you do something? Can you sing something from Fiddler? Oh, you can't sing because we can't sing on the show. But if we were able to sing on the show, what would be the what would be the Fiddler on the Roof song that you would sing? I would do Matchmaker. Yeah, I, matchmaker, that that yeah. Um, I I kind of like the Do You Love Me song, you know. Yeah. Or or do you uh, Well, it, if I were a rich man really is the uh it's it's the encore. You know, that's that's when you're coming out at the end and you're you're doing do if I, I had a rich man. Um <clears throat> so if you yeah. No, no, no. I'm we're going to still talk about Fiddler on the Roof. Uh who was the guy was it <laughs> was it Toffel or Toffel? Who was the guy? You know who I'm talking about the Yeah. Yeah, I was not expecting a quiz on this. <laughs> I don't remember any of the names. No, it was the guy who played the the father zero mustel yeah no, yeah yeah it but, zero. but his yeah it was zero mustel but what is his tevia tevia i think it's tevia tevia okay all right all right there you go so tell a friend to uh listen to he was from a fucking austria too by the way yeah yes he was you can go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts you can search for radio misfits Special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasano with opishows.com, who likes day better than me. <laughs> Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. Uh, we're st- distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It's just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode. Yes. A brand new episode of Minutia Man. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report Informed Automotive, we earn our doctorate in BS as we pile it higher and deeper in a wide-ranging automotive bull session. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Hostable for this BS session and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast and Old Pie production on the Radio Misfits 
Podcast Network. I'm Steve Baskerville. I'm Howard Sudbury. I'm going to show you my doodle. Can you see my doodle from where you are? You know who else would? Walter Jacobson would doodle. And his doodle one day was close to my doodle. uh, So you've seen his doodle? Sure. Uh, He's seen your doodle. He's seen my doodle more than one day. Back to you with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. Back to you, an Opie show only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. RadioMisfits.com.